This is BTS with CTV Behind the Scenes, Behind the Stories we bring you from the CTV Vancouver Newsroom. My name is Penny Dathlos, and I'll be your guide behind the curtain to the embarrassing and emotional end of a run for federal office. Recently, I have been labeled as a racist, and which really, really makes me hurt. And I feel like I am abused. Burnaby daycare operator Karen Wang won the Liberal nomination to run in an upcoming by-election. Usually that wouldn't inspire much scrutiny, but the leader of the New Democrats is in the running for that seat, which could allow him to represent his party in Ottawa in the months before a federal election. To be honest with you, I did not expect uh, race to be a concern. This is... This is one of the most diverse communities in Canada. Jagmeet Singh wasn't the only one caught off guard by the message Wang sent on a Chinese-language social messaging app. The federal Liberals forced the daycare operator to resign as their candidate for the Burnaby South by-election after she posted on the social messaging app WeChat as the only Chinese candidate in this riding. If I can garner 16,000 votes, I will easily win. My opponent is the NDP candidate Singh of Indian descent. Within hours of that message to volunteers hitting the news, Wang had stepped down. But the next day, she called a press conference to get back in the race and explain her reasoning behind bringing up Singh's cultural background. Why did you mention Mr. Singh's ethnicity in that message at all? Uh, it's a, a obvious, obvious, it's a culture and a language, uh, like, you know, habit or tradition. Because uh, Chinese people, whenever you see the uh, news, uh, about like candidate on, on news uh, on Chinese media, and they normally uh, point out, oh yeah, he he has a, Ch- a Chinese background and she has a Korean background. That didn't convince the Liberals to let her back in, and a refusal by the Burnaby Public Library to hold a press conference there had her family already upset at the scandal at the breaking point. <laughs> no press conference at the library. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Political observers found the entire mess totally unnecessary. It's true demographically that there's a much larger uh, East Asian and particularly Chinese share of the writing than South Asian. But why say it? It's just be it. It was, it, was a, it was a stupid and amateurish thing to say. Reporter Shannon Patterson joins me now because you've been following this story for the last couple of days. I guess let's start out with the first day because we want to give full credit to our colleagues at the Star of Vancouver. They broke this story. They had access to that WeChat conversation. So they were the ones that broke the story. But then it quickly um, ballooned from there uh, when Wang uh, responded by stepping down. Yeah, it was it was very sudden. Um, the first assignment I had is there's a WeChat out there somewhere. Find that message, and I I don't know much about WeChat. It's a, mostly a messaging app for the Chinese community. It's all in Chinese, and so I had a tough time finding it. And so, as you pointed out, one of our colleagues in the newspaper industry had it, and so we uh, used their their screenshot and credited them. And uh, then, yes, uh, very quickly after this surfaced, and it was translated into what she said, uh, she stepped down. And I think she was pressured, it sounds like, fairly heavily by the Liberal Party that uh, this was not an acceptable thing to say, that she's basically pointing out her ethnicity and pointing out her uh, candidates and ethnicity. And it wasn't just any candidate. Jagmeet Singh is the leader of the NDP. And I think there was already some pressure on the Liberal Party to not run a candidate in that writing for deference to him as a leader. They went ahead and ran Karen Wang. They wanted to fight for the seat. And then Karen Wang made this comment about Jagmeet Singh. And I think the Liberals said, we're out. We don't want any part of this. I think they told her, you must step down. And turns out she regretted that decision pretty quickly. 
Well, and just in terms of the broader context as well, I mean, Singh was hammering Trudeau for months, asking him to call this by-election because he's wanted to be in the House of Commons to be able to make his case to Canadians that he is a leader, that they can trust to lead a party, uh, and potentially be prime minister. So the fact that he's been locked out all this time and that the by-election, you know, we've got an election coming in the fall, the fact that he's been locked out for so long put a lot of scrutiny on this race in the first place because there was so much criticism there. So then you throw this into the mix and no wonder the whole thing exploded. Yeah, uh, you and I both know, Penny, that by-elections don't usually make the news. Uh, They have historically low voting rates. There's very little interest in by-elections. And so you're right. uh, This one had a little bit more attention because this is Jagmeet Singh trying to get a, a seat in the House of Commons in an election year. It's much more important for him to win than it is for anybody else in this riding. The Liberals decided to go ahead and hold a nomination, and Karen Wang won that nomination. She owns a couple of daycares in Burnaby. She told us today uh, about her history and how she moved to Canada 20 years ago with nothing and how she built a life for herself and considers herself Canadian first and Chinese second. So uh, she looked like a candidate that might be a good fit for a riding that does have uh, lots of people of Chinese descent. Um, But the fact that she felt the need to point that out on a specific Chinese messaging app is problematic. I talked to a uh, political science professor yesterday who said flat out that was just a stupid thing to say. We all know the demographics of that writing. Why are you pointing it out? And not just pointing it out verbally, but putting it in writing in something that other people can find. So I think the moment she posted that message, she was done. I think her biggest issue was inexperience. I don't think she knew how to be a politician and knew how heavily she'd be scrutinized. And perhaps there's some criticism on the Liberal Party for not helping her through that. I can't believe she was allowed to post that without anybody checking. I mean, once you're a candidate, you need to make sure everything you post is going to get through that filter. And there's no way this would. And in this case, I think that she thought that it would be fairly insular. Uh, It sounds like she thought she was communicating just to volunteers or a fairly small group, even though it was a couple hundred people from what she has to say. But that being said, I think Every time you put something out as a politician, especially in, in, a, in a race like this where there are no other races to distract people or the media or anything else, you really have to think about not just what your intent is, but how can it be taken by other people? And I found her explanation to be interesting. Uh, we're just going to have a listen to it right now. Why did you mention Mr. Singh's ethnicity? Sorry? Why did you mention Mr. Singh's ethnicity in that message at all? Uh, it's uh, obviously obvious, it's a culture and a language, uh, like, you know, habit or tradition. Because uh, Chinese people, whenever you see the uh, news uh, about, like, candidate on, on news, uh, on Chinese media, and they normally uh, point out, oh, yeah, he, he has a, Ch- a Chinese background and she has a Korean background, you know, things like that. So it is very possible that this is a convention in um, writing, you know, in, in Chinese language uh, news articles or in, um, in in commentary or in a communication. But at the same time, that's not the only community that you're you're trying to talk to as a politician. You're supposed to represent everybody. And a whole lot of people had a problem with what she said and what the implication seemed to be. Sure. And we were talking in the newsroom um Let's look at it another way. If the candidate was white and pointed out, I am a white candidate and my other candidate beside me is black, I think people would say, well, that doesn't, why, why are you making a big deal out of race? And so um, the fact that she's Asian and um, Mr. Singh is of Indian descent, as she called it, is something she thought was important enough to mention and put down. She 
she must have thought it would have some impact on how people in that community might vote. And so uh, I think this was way too hot a potato for the Liberal Party. There was no way they wanted to touch this. Um, now, there's there's some conspiracy theorists and some political commentators who think that the Liberals secretly, deep down, don't really want to win the seat because if Jagmeet Singh wins the seat, he is locked in, guaranteed the NDP leader come election time. And they see Singh as a weak leader. And so at the very least, it's a bit of a um, an upside for them And that, yes, Karen Wang, the candidate that they had hoped in theory would unseat him or keep the seat from him, is now gone. But maybe... This means Singh will win, and maybe then, as the political scientist explained to me, that he will expose the weaknesses they think he has in the House of Commons. And if he's the NDP leader come election time, perhaps that helps the Liberal Party. So the question is, will they replace Karen Wang on the Liberal ticket? They're not saying. I tried to get an answer today, and we're not getting any answers yet. They have a couple of weeks to make a decision. Who knows? Uh, Karen Wang actually today said, I take back my resignation. Actually, can you please let me run? And they just gave her a flat no. That is not going to happen. If Karen Wang wants to run, she has to run as an independent. But the big question is, will the Liberals run anybody? And just going back to your point about these people thinking that, oh, this was a liberal strategy and that's the reason that this all happened, I think maybe at the beginning you could guess that maybe there's a Game of Thrones, something or other going on here, some sort of deep political intrigue. But then today, as we record this on on Thursday afternoon, when you saw the tears and you saw the emotion because Wang, in order to try to, um, because essentially she was trying to apologize to the Liberal Party and to Justin Trudeau and get back in his good graces and be allowed to run again. She wanted a little bit of a take back here. She wanted a mulligan. They, she wanted to have it at the Burnaby Public Library. And the it looked like the, it was at the head librarian that came out and said you can't use public space for this, which was deeply upsetting to both Wang and her mother and supporters. You can't fake that emotion. And I do not believe that this was all part of the big plan to keep to get Jagmeet Singh in the spotlight in order to, you know, showcase his weaknesses. That is this was a very deeply personal day in front of the cameras in Burnaby today. It really was. If there was a conspiracy involved here, no one told Karen Wang she was part of it. Because, uh, no, she wants to be a politician. She tried to run uh, for the provincial liberals. Apparently, she told us today she was courted by the federal conservatives at the same time that the liberals were trying to get her to run. So, no, she wants the seat. There's no question. So I think more the more likely scenario is that not so much that this was the plan from the beginning. Let's run a weak candidate. Let's pull her out. Let's make it look bad. Let's guarantee Singh wins. I think it's more likely the liberals have a bit of a silver lining, which is they shrug their shoulders and go, okay, Karen Wang was a weak candidate. She really launched her campaign on a Sunday and it was pulled out by a Wednesday. That That's pretty record fast in politics. But maybe they look at it and say, you know what? Maybe there is an upside here, and that upside is that Jagmeet Singh wins his seat. He's in the House of Commons. He's the NDP leader. They don't have time to scramble a new leader in time for the election who might be a little more palatable to the general public because the Liberals believe Singh is not. They truly believe that he is a liability for the party. And what government wouldn't have what could be the biggest competition for their type of voter be a liability? It's an interesting strategy to say that daylight is going to be all that it takes for Trudeau to uh, neutralize Singh as a contender. Um, he has, uh, there was a 
what's been seen as a varying, some people are calling it a major gaffe, other people aren't. Uh, when he um, was asked a, a question by our Evan Solomon about um, a, a, a Chinese editorial from a diplomat um, in, a, in a national newspaper, I think that was damaging, but they seem to think that the more Canadians see of him, uh, the more they'll be convinced that he's not the guy. So it is interesting to think that they're, they didn't care that much if they would win this seat, no matter what would happen with Wang. So it's, it's one of those uh, strange things to think about losing being in their benefit, but you can see why they would uh, come to that conclusion. Sure. I mean, again, the real conspiracists will, conspiracy theorists will say they purposely chose someone with no political experience who they knew would put their foot in their mouth remarkably quickly. I think that's, I don't think it was a sophisticated, months-long plot that made Karen Wang a stooge. I don't believe that. But I do believe that there's an argument to be made that um, the Liberals could be better off with Jagmeet Singh. Who, who knows? Maybe this will backfire. Maybe Jagmeet Singh will catch fire in the next six to eight months now that he has a House seat and now that he If he gets one. Yes, that's true. I mean, we're making an assumption here, and it, traditionally, this is not a conservative riding. Uh, it, it's an NDP riding. It shouldn't be difficult for Singh to win, but by-elections are strange. Uh, they, they don't bring out the normal electorate. Uh, they bring out the passionate. So I covered his announcement when he announced that he is running, and he brought out lots of supporters. It was a staged media event, but they were passionate people who came out and stood in baking sun. It was one of the hottest days of the year. They stood out there with their signs and their t-shirts and they were passionate and by-elections bring out the passionate and so he probably has an upper hand because I don't know how many people are passionate about Jay Shin or even know who he is, the conservative running in that riding and now there's no liberal running at all. So I'm willing to bet Penny that what do you think they get 15 or 20 percent voter turnout? Will they even get that? The interesting thing, though, is that Singh has no connection to the riding whatsoever. It's just because Kennedy Stewart became mayor of Vancouver and that seat was vacated. And that was the only one really available for him. I, I believe it was. He didn't really have a lot of options if he wanted to be in the House of Commons come election time. So he's a parachuted candidate. This is not unheard of. It's it's not a usual thing. But we've seen it happen before. Christy Clark in West Kelowna, uh, when a, another um, MLA gave up a seat in order for her to, to be able to serve as premier. So it's not unheard of. But uh, Wang had connections in the community. She's a small business person. Um, I don't know what the conservative candidate's uh, connections are, but presumably he is local. So that is one thing. It's a complicating factor in this. Again, it's not just a party leader. It's somebody who's been parachuted in in order to be able to fly the NDP flag in Ottawa. And not just parachuted in a couple of ridings over. He lives in Ontario. And I was there when he, as I said, announced his candidacy. And all of the questions from me were, Really? Burnaby? What do you know about Burnaby? Are you going to actually move your wife to Burnaby? And his wife was there, and I asked the question several times, and I wanted it. As reporters, we like to get things on tape. Promises. Because let's face it, when they break the promises, we want to we wanna show it on TV. You want to bring the receipts? Of course you do. So I asked him on camera, do you promise if you win this by-election, you will move yourself and your family and you will live in Burnaby? And he said yes. And obviously, we go, of course he has to. He's an MP, he has to live in Burnaby. But this would be a federal leader whose roots are all in uh, eastern Canada. So the idea that he's going to live in Burnaby, care about Burnaby, know Burnaby, it's, it's, it is a bit of a stretch. So the way Jagmeet Singh wins is not through sort of traditional Burnaby voters who are looking for their issues. It's from NDP voters who care that their leader has a seat. They have to rally enough people who on that one issue think it matters who happen to live in the riding 
rather than people who live in Burnaby who care about housing or health care. Because you're right, I don't know that they would see Jagmeet Singh as knowing their issues. So it's an interesting... Um setting in the first place that everything that's been happening in this riding but I just found today fascinating just because of the human drama that we saw with Wang and her mom and her supporters there and my heart went out to her in the sense that anytime you're crying and emotional in front of the cameras and the whole world that's not something that you have a choice in like emotion over overcomes people so that's on full display so my heart did go out to her that you can't take that back. It's all on camera. It's all out in the open. But I could see from the footage that that was also a really challenging um, event to document as they're being removed from the library grounds. There's people are being jostled all over the place. Like paint us a picture, Shannon, of, of what it was actually like to try to cover this super emotional, what ended up being a super emotional press conference. We didn't know if Karen Wang was going to show up because uh, we read in um, a, a newspaper that she had asked Justin Trudeau for a second chance and that she was going to be holding an event at the Burnaby Public Library at 1 o'clock. I read it in a newspaper. And we're like, okay, we need to confirm that this is actually happening. We need to get a press release. We need to contact the party. But we couldn't have contacted the Liberal Party of Canada because they have washed their hands of Karen Wang. So we tried, and CTV National tried, through multiple means to get confirmation. Is this actually happening? In the end, Penny, until she drove up in her car, we had no idea if Karen Wang was coming. But yeah, I'll paint you a picture. I didn't know there was that much media in the city of Vancouver, to be honest with you. I, the number of cameras that were there, print photographers, reporters, uh, the Chinese media, who sometimes we don't cover the same things as the Chinese media in the city, and so we don't realize how large the Chinese media is in Metro Vancouver. Uh, they were out in force as well today, and so she pulled up in her vehicle, and we see some people get out. Um, and at first we thought one of the people, we saw one of them was an elderly woman, and one of them we thought at first was, was Ms. Wang. So we went walking up. I should back up and say up to this point, we knew that the Burnaby Public Library did not give permission for Karen Wang to do a press conference at their building and told us that it wasn't okay with them. So the librarian is there waiting with the media pool while this car pulls up. So as we're walking over to the car, so's the head librarian walking over there uh, basically to tell Karen Wang, you can't do this here. You're not allowed to do this here. You won't be able to have a press conference at the library. Okay. You can not at the library and not in Civic Square. There are no partisan political events at the library. Okay, okay we'll just Do you understand? So she because it's out. supposed to be an apolitical place. It's a it's a public space, and people going there with their kids or for any other reason shouldn't have to deal with a highly partisan issue. At plus all the media, plus plus plus, right? I don't know why she thought she could hold this at the public library. Uh, she didn't call. She didn't ask. She didn't make any inquiries about booking a space, permission, and so I don't know why she thought that she could hold this at the library. But once the media got wind of it, and she actually did arrive. Everyone kind of goes at once because, you know, when you're a reporter and you have a large camera like we do, if you don't get position in front of somebody and you're what's called boxed out, you've got nothing. So uh, we had two cameras there. And so we tried to get ourselves a shot. So we all went walking up to Miss, Miss Wang and then the librarian told her, basically, you have to leave. You're not allowed to be here. And at that same time, uh, who we found out is her mother and who we uh, believe was another family member got out of the car and they were crying. <laughs> Why is your mom upset? <laughs> mom, mom, you like you. Um, I have been misunderstood. Come over here. Come on the sidewalk. And it made me very sad and uncomfortable because... Um, we don't need to be witness to that. I didn't want to be witness to that. We don't want to document that. That's not... But at the same time, 
these people were talking to us as the media in Chinese. Uh, I didn't know what they were saying, but they were appealing to the media, to the cameras and speaking to us. And so we didn't feel like we shouldn't record what they're saying because they chose to speak to us. So at the same time, the librarian saying, you must leave the property. Uh, the two family members are outside the car crying. I'm trying to say, I'm waving at Karen and saying, uh, why don't we take you off onto a public sidewalk? Because when you're on private space like a library, all you have to do is step foot over the line onto the sidewalk and it's public space. And so all the media, um, after trying to speak to the the emotional family members, walk over and uh, we try to jockey for space knowing that there's about maybe four cameras that can get in Karen's eyeline. The rest of them are boxed out. And so my job as a reporter, because at this point I wasn't holding a camera, um, my camera, Steve, is to, uh, first of all, walk behind him while he's backing up and getting her shot and clearing space for him. And then once we know where her spot's going to be, I got to get elbows up and I got to make sure I get him a spot and I have to jockey and I have to push and I have to shove because if Steve had been boxed out of that as about five or six cameras were, he would never have gotten a shot. So I managed to uh, get him a spot where he rested his camera on the shoulder of another camera person and it couldn't move physically couldn't move. He's boxed in. I knelt down on the ground, kind of sitting on my haunches on my balls of my feet with two camera, uh, a microphone in each hand because we had two cameras pushed into the scrum. Uh, and so I, I was in that position for about 15 minutes, which uh, I'm getting old. That's, that's not easy to do anymore. It's always been uncomfortable, but I agree. Uh, age is not kind to a reporter trying to like cram in literally as there's 30 people trying to talk to a single person and trying to get the shot because this is a story of national interest. If you don't have that footage... We would we are in serious trouble if 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 the, we don't get our camera in there. And I I feel bad for given that it was tight quarters, the people who weren't able to make it because they would have gotten a talking to from their newsroom. I don't even want to know the calls I would have got from CTV National if we wouldn't have had a shot. Um, there was there was no option but to make sure. And so as she was walking toward the sidewalk, I wanted Steve to be right in her face. So when she stopped, he was there. But it meant pushing behind him and making sure. I'm, we've seen cameras fall backwards. It's a, it's a it's a hard job to walk backwards with big heavy gear and not know where you're going. So that was my job is to make sure he didn't fall. And then he did manage to get a spot. And, uh, you know, she used the first few minutes of the uh, event to sort of tell us her life story and eventually I sort of had to try to get her back on track and say, okay, you know, it's, we, we need to talk to you about why you're here. And, and she made her explanation for why uh, she made these comments. Interestingly, yesterday she talked about how much in her statement she regretted the comments and how uh, she didn't want to offend Mr. Singh and she deeply apologizes. It's not the tone I got today. Um, so my feeling is that statement was not written by her. It was written by the Liberal Party, that she was sort of following the tide at that point once they knew they needed her to step down they were going to write her a statement and they're going to cast her out and so her tone was i'm not racist i didn't say anything wrong what's the problem and uh there were lots of people who would probably say she's just pointing out fact so it's interesting like when we decided to write the story uh we were, certainly were going to use the term racist we weren't going to use the term racially charged we chose sort of racially tinged as the way we worded it because they were they were pointing out ethnicities specific ethnicities there was a race element to what she's saying but none of us here were suggesting that it was racist it was just in the, the it, it was sort of suggesting to people who may be following her or following her campaign that i am chinese he is indian the underlying tone is vote for a chinese person and yesterday, to, to the tone, I, I felt like she was really apologetic, 
did not realize she'd stepped in it, was just trying to do damage control. That was the tone. I'm sorry, I'm sorry kind of thing. Whereas today was very defensive. I mean, she said that she'd been unfairly labeled. She used the words abused, insulted. Those are not words that you would have heard at the when she first came out to speak about, about the issue. So it was just a very different tone partially to save face, but I I suspect that perhaps within the community, people reached out and said, like, I don't get why you're apologizing. This happens often, for good or for bad. It seems to be that this is not uncommon in communicating um, in the Chinese community. It's just a question of the broader public, which when you're running for office, you you represent everybody. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I really don't think she thought for a moment that there was anything inappropriate about that comment. Uh, I firmly believe that her apology statement was not written by her. I think that was written by the Liberal Party. Um, You know, once you win a candidacy, you're sort of taken, especially a candidacy for the governing party of Canada, you're taken along for the ride at that point. Like, you've got people who are supposed to be handling your message. That's what a lot of people are wondering. What happened to her message handlers? Perhaps her message handlers weren't thinking about WeChat, which is a Chinese social media messaging app that connects with certain people. Uh, I don't think she ever would have said that on Twitter or something that's a little bit more broadly seen. Even though there were warning signs that WeChat would be scrutinized because last year during the municipal election, there were issues in Richmond where a um, friendship society had suggested that people who were able to get out to vote could have their travel expenses paid for and I think their lunch or something like that. And that came under scrutiny from the RCMP no less because it was seen as uh, buying votes or, you know, unfair, um, you know, incentives for voters to get out. So and that was through WeChat. So anybody who is interacting with the Chinese community locally, who wants to uh, reach out to them specifically, that was a big flag right there that should have made them think, aha, these are not the closed groups that we think that they are. And even if they are, anybody could find it inappropriate and distribute it to a wider audience. So there was, I have to say, with all of this, there was a warning sign, and that was months ago. That was late September, early October that that happened. This is a big wake-up call to anyone who didn't know. We've all heard. I mean, how many times have we heard anything you post on any social media site can be scrutinized? Karen Wang just launched her candidacy three days earlier. I think she should have been more careful. However, I also think she truly did not see any hint of offense in what she wrote. So as you said, she claims it's a cultural difference. Perhaps it is. I'm a little surprised that when she was under the umbrella of the governing party of this country running for a seat against the NDP leader that they, in theory, want to win, that she didn't have a little bit more control over her. Now, it's not to say that candidates shouldn't be allowed to be themselves, but let's face it, we know how controlled candidates are. Um, I'm a little surprised that she wasn't. Like, There's been a lot of criticism about this is what happens when you hire someone completely inexperienced who who has no idea what they're doing, is that they don't realize that every word is going to be scrutinized. So... What it means is that a lot of people, unfortunately, see something like this and go, I don't want to run for politics. So one little innocuous message on WeChat is going to end my candidacy and embarrass me and have my poor mom sobbing at this media event. And, oh, Penny, on Sunday, I saw the video of, of when she announced her candidacy and she launched at her campaign office. Her mom was there and she put her arm around her mom to the camera and said, this is my mom. And she was so proud, and her mom was beaming. And the juxtaposition of what I saw today was heartbreaking. She's heartbroken for her daughter, and it, it is, it's sad. It's because it's really, really hard to run for politics. 
the hyper level of scrutiny is almost too much for most of us to bear. I certainly wouldn't want to be scrutinized at that level. And, you know, in the end, this may end up making people less likely to want to seek public office because, you know, it shows how heavily scrutinized we all are and how one little mistake can ruin it. Thank you so much for your time, Shannon. Thanks, Penny. After recording this podcast, the Liberals nominated former MLA Richard Lee for the by-election, utterly quashing any hope Wang had of getting back in their good graces and onto the slate. I'd like to thank Janine Avellino for her help with archival audio this week, and thank you for joining us on BTS with CTV. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover on a future podcast? Email me, bts at ctv.ca, and if you like what you heard, please subscribe for more insights, tidbits, and the stories behind the stories. I'm Penny Daffloss.